everything's good. Everything's ready to roll. Everything's good. Everything's right. good. Everything's good but me. Hey, and welcome to another episode of Tinfoil Radio. That's a cold open. Tonight, ladies and gentlemen, make sure you have pen and paper because I'm going to explain to you something that you weren't aware of. Are conti- oh, tonight we are uh, once again di- delving into spooky season. Seri- this is a little more serious than, um, like, say, last week's episode. Well, I wouldn't say that. Well. Because this one, we're going to be making fun of some real idiots. Yeah, but already I'm, I'm sensing my rage. No, I, I would say this. This is going to, the second episode by far will be the hardest episode. Okay. Because a lot of innocent people got hurt, and there's, the, you know, uh, child molestation and, like, really nasty shit that you don't, you know... We'll do our best to have fun with it, but we'll see. <laughs> I think we'll be fine. Mm-hmm. This week is, we're gonna. This is I the think fir- you'll be okay. You won't lose your mind. So the part one of the satanic tranic, satanic tranic, Trant. <laughs> satanic panic trilogy. This will be focusing on the origins of it. So this will be right before the big crazy shit that happened in the eighties and nineties that most people know. This is um, really the beginning of Satanism in America, and. Um, uh, just the people involved. Now, the beginning of it is fine, and then when you get into the people that are grifters later on with it is when it gets frustrating. Right. Um, but before we get into that, I do want to say uh, I want to talk about some bright spots. Cause sometimes we do that, right? I wrote a television pilot, a first draft of a television pilot. Who Hopefully. came up with it? I mean, not really. I, you get, you, I literally yeah. just gave you a title. You gave me a title. That's it. But uh, it's it's pretty good. I, I'm debating on whether I'm going to just put it out to the public and like share, you know, the the Google Drive like link and YouTube be like, "Hey, go read this." And what do you think yeah. of it? You know, and get people into it. But you know, I, I wrote a TV pilot. A we full should pitch it to like HBO or something. <laughs> yeah, I wrote a full. Uh, Stranger things have happened, man. Twenty minute sitcom. Um, you know how many streaming channels out there? I mean, we could pitch to Pete. We could pitch to any one of those channels and be like, "Hey, you're looking for content. We know you are." Yeah. So while while twenty twenty just sitting around going, "Who do we give it to?" While twenty twenty can look like a bad year and look like you know some bad things, you got to find some bright moments in the year. And I think my creativity as a whole, I got to say, thanks to COVID, I've been stuck at home. I wouldn't say more than usual, but I'm still stuck at home a lot. And I that a lot. <laughs> that has forced me to be more creative. Whether that's writing music, whether that's uh, you know doing this or in and loud sports, or whether it's writing a fucking TV pilot. You know, like you got to look for the bright spots in twenty twenty. Tyler, do you have something that's making you happy right now? Oh shit! No. Oh, the Vikings won last weekend. All right. So I mean, oh, and I won two of my fantasy football leagues, and 
Yeah, it was a little close on the 4-0, and but I'm now first in two leagues. Hey, look, man. And I'm dead last in two others. Finding a bright spot. Finding dead a last. Silver lining. So let's uh, get into Satanism. But to, before we look at our, our rundown, a beautiful rundown, it's beautiful. let's have Anton LaVey set the mood. Now, this is a longer clip, but I think it's important to check this out. In this arid wilderness of steel and stone, I raise up my voice that you may hear to the east and to the west I beckon to the north and to the south I show a sign proclaiming death to the weakling wealth to the strong open your eyes that you may see O oh, men of mildewed minds, and listen to me, ye bewildered millions. For I stand forth to challenge the wisdom of the world, to interrogate the laws of man and of God. I request reasons for your golden uh, Sorry rule. about the audio. We had some glitches the with the audio, but I think it's good now. Your ten commands. Commandments, dude. Before no, they're not commandments. They're commandments. Do I bend an acquiescence? Oh, for satanic. And okay. he who saith, thou shalt to me as my mortal foe. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Did you just fucking say, thou shalt to me? Thou shalt. I dip my forefinger in the watery blood of your impotent man, redeemer, <laughs> and write over his torn, torn brow. <laughs> The true prince of evil. I just laugh because this is so slaves. Anton LaVey. He's very theatric no and over the top. So it shall be a truth to me. No stifling dogma shall encramp my pen. I break away from all conventions which are not those which leadeth to my earthly success and happiness. Okay, you're making some good points I here, Anton. I raise up in stern invasion the standard of the strong. I gaze into the glassy eye of your fierce and This is a uh, book one, verse one of the, the Satanic Bible. Bible. I uplift a broad axe and split open his worm-eaten skull. <laughs> I blast out the ghastly contents of philosophically whited sepulchers and laugh with sardonic wrath. <laughs> that rhymed. Yeah. Satan is a man. So that was, yeah, from book one, or it was verse one from the wow. Satanic Bible. I'm, uh, yeah, so wow. let's get into this. I don't even know. Now what... you know the mood. So but I, I want to point out, uh, it's important to have that in there because Anton LaVey kind of fucked over future Satanists with his over-the-top theatricality. And we'll get into more about it, but uh, about, you know, because we have some of the core beliefs of both the Church of Satan and the Satanic Temple. And, and the Satanic Temple is different than That's the, the Church version. of Satan. Yeah, this is Levi, uh The Bible and the rules that we'll read from this is the what they call Levian Satanism. Ooh. Yeah. So uh, let's, let's get like into it. the difference it. between, like, the King James uh, Bible and the... Uh, um, the uh Adulterous Bible. Have you ever heard of that one? No. Where it says, Thou shalt commit adultery. Oh. It's a, it's a misprint. Well, I didn't know that. Well, then there, I was going to say, like, Lutherans and Catholics. And like, there's only a couple copies of it. The different 
Oh, well, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, let's get into it. Let's start. Read the damn thing. Let's oh, go. Yeah. Oh, you want me to? Okay. <laughs> We're trying to get you to read it. Episode 38. The Satanic Panic Part 1, High Priest, and Ma- Michelle Remembers. <laughs> Isn't that a song by Guns N' Roses? I don't know. I only listen to one album. To understand the craziness of the Satanic Panic, you need to understand the time. The Satanic Panic could be traced back to the 70s, which was a ripe time for this to happen. As a country, we were still reeling from the Manson family murders. People were looking for a finger to point, and they found one. Now, this is, um, I mean, all, look, the 60s basically tore our country apart, (laughs) and then uh, somehow it got stitched back together, but with the wrong pieces in place. Sounds familiar, and doesn't it? And that's what the 70s was. Sounds like what's happening right now. Uh, no, uh, well, yeah, that, that's something to point the out. The last decade has been bringing uh, us to this decade, which is fucked. Well, it, Sorry. it all happened so fast because you had the Vietnam War. Which ended in 1974, I believe. Yeah, but it, it begins there. Then you have the big the sexual revolution for women. You have the flower power hippie. Equal rights uh, were still a, a big uh, yeah. issue, even though, I mean, look, there are people in this country who feel like the Civil Rights Act of 1963 yeah. solved everything. But then you look it, at how it, it, fast... It helped, but it didn't solve really a lot of things. So, Well, look at 1969. That is when... Civil rights has been an issue since then, really, let's be honest Well, about stop. It. Sorry. Stop it. You shut up. You're derailing the show with your stupid politics. I'm not. Anyway... <laughs> I know it relates, but I'm trying to uh, explain to you that '69 uh, w- was a big changer because that's when yeah, the Manson murders happened, and that's when uh, the whole thing with counterculture. And oh, 1969. Right. That was the ma- that was when uh, the Manson family murders happened. But uh, <laughs> unfortunately for Satanists, that uh, that same time period, Anton Lavey comes walking in now. I, while I was laughing and enjoying that presentation, because the guy knows how to put on a show, but I do think that he definitely hurt any sort of look, man, cause he could have had by look, admitting that he was just trolling Christians. Well, uh, Manson, look, Manson uh, found a bunch of these kids who were shiftless and, and just had no, no idea what to do with themselves in this time, and he got them all together, and anything he told them they would have done. If he was like, hey, we're going to go dress up like Mickey Mouse... All the time than they would have, but power, absolute power, corrupts absolutely. And he realized how much of a hold he had on these kids, and he's like, "Dude, you know what? Let's go. Let's see if I can get him to kill people." And that was kind of the seed to plant, for which this. had nothing to do with satanic it or satanism at all. It didn't, but that to see to see that a movie star was killed in such a brutal manner. Middle America didn't know the difference. and I mean, most Americans it on ha- average. Well, and you look at what the media did, because the media does what it does, and, and made made Charlie Manson a fucking household name. Yeah, and by doing that, they think that... And he hasn't he s- said crazy shit where he was like... I mean, he said a lot of crazy shit, but didn't he say he was Satan at some point or something like that? I mean... He said a bunch of shit. And, you, and also around this time, you have to think most of... Most of it bullshit. In New York, there was the Son of Sam murders... There's a mm. lot of oh set. yeah, uh, so the same Zodiac killer in San Francisco. We'll get, we'll get into that. In part. Have, you, have you ever seen Zodiac with uh, I, great? I movie. don't have that. T- I don't have the time. <laughs> we'll talk more about that kind wow, of wow uh, that story. Not necessarily that story, but the the time period of when that happened later in the series. Right, and, and the Son of Sam murders. He said that he wrote this whole book and made a lot of money off of it, 
about how his dog, his neighbor's dog talked to him and there was a neighbor or there was demons inside his walls and all this yeah. shit. But really, he was just trying to get an insanity defense. <laughs> he didn't believe any of that shit. But people are, and it's, it's but America believed it. Anyway, Lance Holloway. Anton LaVey and the Satanic Bible. In 1969, the same year as the murders, Anton LaVey published the Satanic Bible. Although the book plagiarized multiple works from other writers like H.L. Mencken and Ayn Rand, Ayn Rand, it was still Is it impactful. Ayn? Is it Ayn? What is it, guys? It's Ayn. It's spelled, yeah. I've always heard Ayn Rand. I've always heard Ayn. What See what I mean? This would also be the... Does it matter? She's an idiot. Oh, don't let Paul hear you say that. Really? Don't tell... You Are you kidding me? We're not getting into this. Oh, my God. We're not doing it. Well, yeah, we can't. <laughs> <laughs> Ugh, yeah, because Paul will probably listen to this episode, man. Let's talk on Saturday, okay, Paul? Hey, Paul. Okay, Paul. Okay, pal. This would also be the seminal work in modern Satanism and a staple of the Church of Satan, which LaVey founded shortly after in 1966. LaVey's view of Satanism is rather tame and really just a bunch of atheists that like Ayn Rand and objectivism. So, and honestly, with this, with I've learned about, because uh, I watched the Hulu documentary, very good, check it out, uh, Hail Satan. Um, you're going to find out with a lot of these people that Satanism has absolutely nothing to do with Satan. No, Satanism, it really doesn't. If you want to b- boil it down to basic terms, I'm a Satanist. I don't think Satan actually, the words, the name Satan actually appears in the Bible. I don't it's think it's always it does. Lucifer, isn't it? I think it's Lucifer. Um, it's the, the serpent in the beginning. Do they ever say Beelzebub? I don't, uh, maybe. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I know that there's a lot of things that people mm-hmm. say happen in the Bible that don't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but uh, so here are some uh, examples of this um, of Anton LaVey's. Church of Satan. So this is from the 11 Satanic Rules of the Earth. Number one, do not give opinions or advice unless you are asked. Asked. I hate that word because it sounds, it looks like acts. Are we not doing one of each? No. There you go. I'll put it in the middle. No, read it. Read number two. Do not tell your troubles to others unless you are sure they want to hear them. When in another's home, show them respect or else do not go there. If a guest in your home annoys you, treat him cruelly and without mercy. <laughs> That's kind of fucked up. That's funny. Well, come on. I mean, look at... It's clearly written with a tongue firmly in their cheek. Look, all I know is... Five. I, I've been over here tons of times, and you guys have never treated me cruelly and without mercy. So you guys are... Oh, I've thought sick. about it. <laughs> <laughs> I have a bat. Number five. Do not make sex- sexual advances unless you are given the mating signal. What is that? Fuck me. <laughs> I mean, what I mean, else no, it, no, what is that, though? You know what the mating signal is. No. You know what fuck me eyes are. No, no, I mean, I know when I'm in a situation with a woman where it's like, oh, this is cool, I make a move, and I think, you know, and she's into it. And, you know. There's no science to it. You just do I'm it. I'm just saying, like, that's kind of misleading. Like, there's no mating signal. Do you realize how you sound right now? What? What do you mean? <laughs> mating signal? Come on. That's like saying there's such a thing as Spanish fly. It's a myth. You're anyway, go on. <laughs> a lot of factors can make somebody... You know when someone want wants to, to fuck mate. you, Tyler. Yeah, Come I, on. I'm aware of that. just doesn't happen that often. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, number six. Do not take that which does not belong to you unless it is a burden to the other person and they cry out to be relieved. <laughs> so like life. Yeah. 
Seven, acknowledge the power of magic if you have employed it successfully to obtain your desires. If you deny the power of magic after having called upon it with success, you will lose all you have obtained. Including your mind, apparently. Number the, eight. By the way, we, we have got to do a full episode on Levian Satanism. Because right. it, it's fucking wild. Do but not complain about anything to which you need not subject yourself. It's true. Hey. That could be something that we talked about earlier today. Number nine, important words to live by. Do not harm little children. Pretty Fairly obvious. Simple. Pretty obvious. Pretty simple. I feel like you shouldn't have to say I, that. I think but. to be really honest, until about 15 or 16, you, you, you know. <laughs> well, no, because, you know, when they're big enough to... Once they're 16, they can take a fucking jaw jack and let me tell you. <laughs> That's not what I meant. That's exactly... Abuse no. your children. Number 10... <laughs> God, do not kill non-human animals unless you are attacked or for your food. True, true, true. true. Yeah. When waking in open territory, bother no walk- walking. Waking. <laughs> you're on a fucking bender and you... I'm awake now! <laughs> Can everybody hear me? I'm in the cornfield. It says bother no one when you wake. All right. <laughs> Number 11, when walking in open territory, bother no one. If someone bothers you, ask them to stop. If he does not stop, destroy him. Words to live by. So that is just kind of what you're getting from... Kind of the opposite of be like water, my friends. But, you know, (laughs) I mean... Well, that's the difference, too, with the Satanic Temple. The Satanic Temple is a little bit more uh, 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 peaceful. I think it's be By the way, the Church of Satan is peaceful, too. That's another thing about... uh, That's a common misconception about Satanists. They think that they want to kidnap children and and perform these weird blood sacrifices and orgies. In reality, they're just normal people that don't really like religion. They're just kind of sick of the modern world and the way the modern yeah. world just kind of turns its own awfulness into I more awfulness. You, like, if people looked into the studies, most people would be Satanists. Oh, God, yeah. And if you look at, like, any, when I look at my core beliefs, I'm pretty much a Satanist. Here's a big, here's a Because really you know what a Satanist is? Hmm. Don't fuck with other people's lives. Don't tell people how to believe. And just be an okay person. Be a cool dude. Yeah, I'd rather hang out with Satanists than Christians, dude. Absolutely. Um, Especially missionaries. Um, In the missionary. Oh! Okay, so... um, (laughs) Shit, did I forget what I was going to talk about? Yeah, you did. You got sidetracked by missionary sex. Let's go (laughs) to the... Oh, dude, missionary uh, sex. All right. (laughs) God. The most basic form of sex. All right. So, um... So I want to also draw some comparisons I'm to put it through the pajama hole. Satanic Temple. Now, the Satanic Temple is a completely different organization. Mm-hmm. Again, they are featured in uh, the Hulu documentary, Hail Satan. I recommend it. It's really good. And a great companion piece to this series. Ooh. All right. So seven tenets of Satanic Temple. Why don't you go first? Ooh. Yeah. One should strive to act with compassion and empathy toward all creatures in accordance with reason. Wait, what? Okay. Yeah, yeah. I like that. Number two, the struggle for justice is an ongoing and necessary pursuit that should prevail over laws and institutions. Boom, baby. Very true. One's body is inviolable, subject to one's own will alone. Fuck yeah. See what I mean? You're a Satanist. You're going to listen to this episode if you come a Satanist. Oh my God. I already was, I'm pretty sure, but anyway. The freedoms of others should be respected, including the freedom to offend. To willfully or unjustly mm. encroach upon the freedoms of another is to forego one's own. I like that. You, you know what? If you're offended by what I say, that's fine, but respect my ability to say it. And I should respect you being offended by it. Unless you're a Nazi. Yeah, unless you're a Nazi, fuck you. Well, obviously, there's exceptions to the rule. 
Nazis and white supremacists can go to hell. <laughs> well, I mean, t- I come on. Yeah. You know what I mean. We know that. Well, That's know. a given. I'm, I'm saying, like, <laughs> let's clarify. Uh, well, unlike the president, see, we can condone white supremacy. It's bad. Condemn. <laughs> I just said condone. Uh, well, he does condone it. So Way to fuck up our whole audience. <laughs> okay. Hey, I'm laughing because he does condone it, all right? Yeah, he, yeah. Not condemning it is we condoning condemn it. it. We condemn it. Don't be a white but supremacist, you piece of shit. That. I shouldn't either. No, no, I mean, we. Hey, racism know. bad. Don't do it. <laughs> Beliefs should conform to one's best scientific understanding of the world. One should take care never to distort scientific facts to fit one's repu- beliefs. What? Republicans! <laughs> Six, people are fallible. If one makes a mistake, one should do one's best to rectify it and resolve any harm that might have been caused. Every tenet is a guiding principle designed to inspire nobility in action and thought. That's cool. The spirit of compassion, wisdom, and justice should always prevail over the written or spoken word. What? Wow, it's almost like Satanists are pretty cool people. Crazy. All right. So let's get into this whole. Uh, what are you doing? I was gonna make a comment on something. What? Um, <sighs> Derail oh, the uh, whole show. Uh, uh, number five, where it says, you know, beliefs should conform to one's best. Si- you know, there's a lot of scientific understanding. There's a lot of people who say that you know science and God can't mix, and I say bullshit. Why can't we? Why can't we say what, what that God is- made everything and that He gave us the tools to find out how it works because He loves us and He wants us to have knowledge? It's because of that stupid fucking Tower of Babylon story in the goddamn Bible. Tower of Babel. What the fuck ever? You listen. If they all talk the same language, they're gonna n- rise up against me. You're God. <laughs> You're. God. Let's just ignore the completely ignore the fact that, that it would be impossible for them to build a ladder into heaven because we don't actually know where heaven I is. I shall put you all asunder and make you speak different languages. Oh, thanks a lot, Dick. Yeah, but I do like that wording too by saying you can still believe what you want, but don't try and manipulate the science to right. to, to be what you want it to be when right. it isn't. That's that's what bugs me is that it would like, like world, climate the world change, would be so you know? much easier if Christian if hardcore Christians and and hardcore like science atheists could understand that there's no reason for them to not coexist. Yeah, because we don't know. Right. We don't know anything. We don't know Why anything. can't you each believe that you know what? Hey, okay, science hey. is given to us hey, by God. Tyler, blah, you know blah, blah. what line of thought that is? Hmm. Satanist line oh, of thought. Jesus. You're a Satanist, buddy. Oh Jesus Christ. That was the wrong thing. Hail Satan. The Satan <laughs> Let's jump ahead to 1972 with Let's the do it, bitch. autobiography. <laughs> hey, wait, what was number seven? The uh, <laughs> I'm going to treat you cruelly without mercy, even though it's not my house. See, that's the this, Church of Satan. That's yeah, how you that's get confused. Levain. That's Levain. Levain. That's what it is. The Satan Cellar, written by Christian evangelist uh, Mike Warnke. Already, I don't trust the motherfucker. Warnke recounts a childhood and early adulthood that was in intense satanic worship. Uh-huh. Warnke would write about his ascension to high priest, uh, 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 quote-unquote, and he would oversee various satanic rituals, including orgies. <laughs> okay. Okay. But other darker rituals, including magic spells, summoning demons, ritual sex, including a kidnap and rape. Cool. All right, so we're going to read a little bit from Satan Cellar. Uh, oh, really? Okay. That sounds fun. We'll, he sounds like an we'll, idiot. We'll also have some audio um, from Mike as well to kind of get um, 
I have like four different audio cuts of, of him doing an interview, and you kind of yeah. learn more about who he is. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> I'm going to start at this paragraph. That was the last time I bothered with anyone outside the witchcraft group, unless I felt that they were definitely going to be a potential brother. We had discovered Christians were a complete waste of time, and we had already learned to leave them alone. Even the demons could not get to them, and if they had enough faith to ward them off. However, many Christians do not exercise their faith over demons. In fact, they do not even believe in them. Although Satanists believe there is a God... Because they're not real! (laughs) Although Satanists believe there is a God to believe in, Satan... (laughs) To believe in Satan, you have to believe in God. They they have become alienated from believing that God's representation of good is the only way to fly. They believe God is good, but they don't believe that good itself is good. They do not want to wait until they die to get the rewards that heaven offers. Maybe if they really are pious, all goes well. No, they are impatient and impetuously. Impetuously. Yes, impetuously. Impetuously. Yeah, impetuously want a little bit of heaven right here and now while they are alive to enjoy it. Heaven in the forms of kicks, chicks, and checks. <laughs> Sounds like every fucking Christian uh, rich dude in this country, so shut up. Along with the agonizing ecstasy of drugs. <laughs> All right, we're, still, almo- we're almost done. Still sounds like... American By the time Christians. our next meeting came around, I was much more familiar with the setup. Knew more people who might be interested in joining, and in general had a lot to show for being in the organization only a short time. This meeting was held inside, and it was getting colder. I had a call from Charlotte that's... <clears throat> had a call from Charlotte that someone would be coming to give us a message about some business that would be taken care of. She was quite mysterious when I asked her who it would be. I learned that they, I learned that there were Charlotte was concerned, that where Charlotte was concerned. She wanted to know something. She could tell you. This is dialogue. <clears throat> Quote, okay, baby, I'll play it your way, I thought. Maybe someday we'll, <laughs> we'll see who ends up on top. <laughs> So this is he. This is Mike Warnke uh, explaining be a from his race. book, The Satan Seller. That's pretty much him explaining a, being in the occult and being a Satanist. Um, and we would all find out that that is in no way how Satanists act at all, uh, because again, they're not really you know these devil worshiping. I love these people. the ends justify the means bullshit artists. Yeah. Hey, listen, I might have lied, but it did a good thing. No, because lying is a bad thing, so you can't literally wanna, do a good uh, thing with a lie. So now you have that bit. Sorry. So we're going to kind of juggle this. Well, so maybe. you heard that little bit from the book. Mm-hmm. I have a, just a few more things I want to read from the oh, book. Oh, God. But here's cut number one of him doing an interview. Uh, Sounds like a swell I'm guessing douche. with a Christian publication, because this is around the time when he was making the rounds in churches. Uh, here's the first cut. Can you tell us just um, something about how you came to the Lord, or just exactly how you know how you got led to Him? To the Lord? Yeah. Well, uh, I was, uh, you know, into Satanism and drugs and all that stuff in the '60s, and pretty much into the hippie culture and stuff, and going to college. You know, everybody went to college to avoid the draft. I was in college and uh, just pursuing my career as an occultist. I'd been studying the occult since I was about 13. I, I was doing a lot of dope and drinking a lot of booze and partying it up. And so was I. I getting accosted by these Jesus freaks. Yeah, I don't call them Jesus freaks anymore, but I, in those days I did. And there was there just these did. people that... that uh, well, they just sure. knew the Lord. I had met a lot of uh, religious people up to then, but that was maybe my first time with meeting really people right. who were 
really but he says it when he says that he channel. doesn't say it anymore. Exactly. So you kind of got the vibe from uh, who, who... I am so sick of this. Colleges are the fucking hotbed of liberal activism. No, college is education. And unfortunately for you, uh, for you who want to hold a stranglehold over your children, when they learn stuff that you never taught them, they tend to be a little rebellious because they're like, why the fuck didn't you tell me about this? So it's kind of your fault. All right. So I want to read one more, one more Sorry. blurb. Sorry. Uh, you, the audience, you know. This is essentially him practicing a ritual here. I went over and stood before the great mother with outstretched arms and began the chant. The group responded with <laughs> their eyes on me again. I continued with another chant. Master, we petition you in the name of our Lord Satan to afflict Professor Dune's daughters so that they may know of our power. This was repeated three times. I waited. The room was very quiet. Then I felt the demonic presence leave the pentagram. The waiting had made me tense, and I was relieved when when the presence left. The sacrifice had gone well, and everyone else about the meeting was just as I... Everything that... Everything else... It's hard to read with such small font. About the meeting was just as I had planned. When it was over, I looked around with a gray-haired man, but he was gone. I was glad he had not hung around. What? But it was some guy he saw at a ritual that he didn't <laughs> know before. Okay. Uh, <coughs> it was in the par- paragraph. Before. You're a terrible writer. Uh, but, but did wonder who he was. Yeah, I guess he figured he did not have any time to waste. Uh, yeah, so Mike Warnke, what an interesting fella. Uh, that's one way to put it. Um, we'll play one more audio clip, and then we'll go back to uh, more about Mike. Can't fucking wait. How God was going to kill me and burn me over and roast me to ever, forever in hell, you know, and it didn't make much impression on me because I figured I'd be able to talk my way out of it. He didn't it. think he was going to hell because he was But it was, was the slick, love man. that really freaked me out, and I couldn't get away from it. And that's really this what was him the beginning of the witness. And then... I got into Navy boot camp because I was doing so many drugs, I blew my deferment, and before they could snatch me up for the Army, I decided to join the Navy, and I, I got into service, and I, and I got two Christians for roommates for three months, and they just <laughs> continued to share the love of the Lord well, with me. Look at Tyler's face. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, again, this is by the numbers how I found Jesus bullshit that these, these con artists use. It's like, well, I was deep into Satanism, man, and I was doing all sorts of drugs, and I was doing these seances. Like and Mike then you know Lindell. what happened? <laughs> exactly. I was doing crack, and I was laying The Lord on. sold me. You know, that's why <laughs> AA and NA don't work, is because you turn a bunch of needy people it's away from God. one thing onto another yeah. drug. And your drug is God. And you know what? They tend to overdo it. Have you tried Satanism? All right, let's see. No, because Satanism doesn't tell you that you're persecuted all the time. Ah, that's the problem. Like Christianity does. Oh, my gosh. Do you hate Christians? Warky really caps off the book with him overcoming a heroin overdose. Like, we, we talk, yeah. He's <laughs> in hard drugs. <laughs> I fucked up. Okay. Start over. Yeah, like I got what? too excited. <laughs> yeah, like golf. <laughs> what? <laughs> what did you just say? You fucked up the whole... Were you... You don't comment unless you know what you're talking about. Yeah, thanks, buddy. <laughs> Words to live by, Tyler. Warnke really caps off the book with him overcoming a heroin overdose. <laughs> Why are you laughing at his heroin overdose, Tyler? Because That's not funny. It's not real. I know. Going to Vietnam and becoming a war hero, also okay, not real. But in, in, 
he talks about that in the clip we Finding played. Jesus and being in the switching Navy. sides and becoming an evangelist. <clears throat> yeah, you went from poor to rich uh, is what you actually did. In fewer than three months after the release, the Satan seller had become a religious bestseller. <clears throat> Read about 100 copies. It shot Warnke into the mainstream and was uh, key in kicking off the panic. Yeah, so here's a couple more clips from that interview he was doing. Um, and honestly, it was an uncut interview, and the beginning of it, you understand how people would listen to him because he's actually a likable guy, and that's how you know any of these con man con men uh, make their money is they're likable people. You want to listen to their stories and you want to believe them, and he is a very likable guy. But then when you find out that it's completely he completely lied and uh, hurt people. And I'm not saying that he was directly the reason for uh, the things we'll read about in part two, but I definitely think he had a hand in it. So uh, we're going to listen to these two audio clips, and we'll listen a little bit more. Actually, we'll play a clip now, and then we'll read a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Is this the 2020? So how long did your cover-up last? My cover-up? How long before you started sharing? Oh, it didn't stuff? last at all, because it was about 11 and 30 at night when that happened, and I walked back out and sat down in the middle of the table in my underwear and started reading This is the when Bible. he found Jesus. And when, uh, when uh, my two Christian roommates woke up the next morning, they found me sitting in the middle of the table in my underwear reading the Bible. And they got up, and they were real groggy, and they'd been witnessing to me for three months, and they didn't really expect anything to really... Look how specific his lies are. Up, I don't this. think, and they, one of them walked by with his towel under his arm, about half asleep, and he walked by and went, what are you doing? I said, oh, I'm reading the Bible. And he said, what for? <laughs> I said, oh, I received the Lord last night. And he went, oh. And then he got about three steps down the, down the hallway, and he went, Bleh! You know, and just started going crazy and having a fit. It was great. And they got up and danced and started slugging people on the back. And I've been sharing the Lord with somebody ever since. Again, I want to reiterate, if you had no context of who he is or any backstory or known that any of this was debunked, he's a likable guy. That was a that was a story that yes we know it's fake, but if you were honestly just sitting there listening to him, you would you find him charming. I don't have a you problem. I, mean? I don't I don't have a problem with like despite the fact that it's probably a lie. I don't have a problem with like that kind of Christianity. I guess no, like I don't, I, don't, I don't have a problem with another Christian with a Christian explaining and then but but the problem with that is is that you to get there you have to start trying to convert people and that's where it's a problem because i don't want you to convert anybody i was confirmed in the church when i was 14 in methodist church and i was told by my parents that i didn't have to go to church anymore unless i wanted to because i was old enough i was a member of the church (laughs) in my own right (laughs) i never went to church again unless for weddings or whatever and here's the thing i came back to god in my late 20s on my own mm-hmm. because I wanted to. I came to it of my own will and I believe what I believe because of the, my experiences in life and because of my upbringing in the religion, but not because just somebody told me bef- when I was you know, old enough to know that there was a good dude in the sky. I didn't like how I was indoctrinated by Sunday school and everything. Well, uh, that's, that's funny that you say that because I was in a similar situation uh, when I moved to Lincoln and this is the first time living on my own and um, my, my cousin Luke who's like a brother to me one of my best friends in the whole world uh, he uh, grew up we grew up in 
his family was more religious than mine was, but we both were very, we grew, we grew up in very Christian homes. Yeah. And we went to church. We didn't go to church every Sunday, obviously, but we, we did go a lot. I used to go a lot with my aunt and uncle. And, you know, I didn't, I didn't mind church. I thought it was okay. I thought it was, there are times when I think I was legitimately helped in my life by the presence of a God, you know, or a belief in a God. Because there were times when I would pray and I felt a, a, a huge presence, if you will, borrowing from fucking Warnke here. <laughs> Th- that is, you know, I had that moment. But now do I necessarily... That's cool. But necessarily, do I believe there's a God? I still don't know. But I didn't hate doing that. And I don't hate church. I want to make that very clear. Yeah. The reason I said I hate church is I hate the the business aspect of it. My problem and, with... And, and, and yeah. why people think it's a cult, to coin a term from Luke, well, where he thinks... He, this is why people think religion is a cult, because you are, like you were saying, you were recruiting people in, mm. and then they... They are begging you for money. You know the most, uh, yeah. And that's what turned me off to church, and that's what st- turned me off to any of this religion, Churches to any religion, yes, is I went with Luke in Lincoln by ourselves on our own volition. We went to church. And that's I liked cool. going to church with him. It was it was fun. I I I've felt never great. done that before. That might be kind of cool. I've was, only gone with like <laughs> relatives. It was great. Hmm. It was a weird It was a weird thing. It was like a weird, like, Bro, Sunday where maybe we go like to church. Thirty, and I got really high with one of my buddies <laughs> beforehand. We, we would go to church and then go to lunch afterwards. It was a bro date, but um, regardless, there was one service that we both went to that completely turned us off to church. Mm. Was it was a two-hour sermon of fucking begging, just begging for money. Com- the whole begging? and then the, begging just constant tides the whole fucking service two hour service and then they were citing fucking bible verses and scripture to be like this is why god said to give us money this is what you're supposed to even if you don't have money you could give us a dollar or five dollars whatever and if you're good have any of these people read the teachings of jesus christ i mean seriously jesus was a communist (laughs) hate to say it jesus was, was a communist oh yeah he was a fucking socialist through and through baby yeah, socialist. He cared not for material things, but and and but because of that, so I understand where it's you're like coming from, and I understand where a lot of people think that this is bullshit. Mm. That they're like recruit people, get your friends and family, and then I when have, they do get here, we better I get have money. No out problem of them. with your faith. I have no problem with your faith. Dude, My problem is when you try to convince me that your faith is better than somebody else's or mine. Then you can fucking take a flying leap. Because when you believe and shit like organized that, organized religion is what perverts faith into that. And and, and faith when, is one of the most amazing human traits ever. And when you, you know, and I'm not saying that Warnke didn't have some could couldn't have had a spiritual sure, experience like this right? happen. I just admitted to you that I've had something like that. But so have I. The fact that we're so angry is because it's a lie, and it's not something you should. To- someone's spirituality is not something you should fucking manipulate do you know why i've always told you how um i preferred when i was still doing drugs i preferred uh mush or shrooms over acid do you do you know why because every time i had i do every time i did mushrooms i haven't done it for like 10 years every time i did them i had a religious experience and all it was was just looking at something and being so amazed by the beauty of it something in nature that i started crying not sad tears, just so. Have you ever been that happy? 
Seriously, that you're—I mean—you're so happy that I've, I felt that way before. Your face is just literally just leaking tears because you're just so like, like the biggest. Smile. I had that happen to me, man, a month ago, two months ago. It's the most beautiful feeling in the world, and that's why I really liked doing shrooms. Scared the shit out of Ashley. She didn't mm. know what to do. I was just sitting there. It was after a, a wedding. Yeah, and uh, I was just started bawling. Like tears of joy. I'm yeah, very yeah, yeah. Happy. That's what's hard to love. understand is because you're crying, but people don't get that very rarely. But Ashley crying was like, can "What's going?" Like, She's I'm like, "So happy that I'm crying." I'm just overwhelmed by love. It's like it's like uh, it's not like because uh, I don't want to deni- I don't want to make those experiences. Well, we need to move on because we're yeah, okay. fucking rambling here. On May sixteenth, nineteen eighty. Yeah, we'll have to edit a lot of that. No, uh, leave uh, it in. In May sixteenth, nineteen eighty five, Warnke appeared in a primetime news report about Satanism on ABC's Twenty Twenty. Cool. Cool that he got that. Cool. In the show's episode titled The Devil Worshippers, Warnke was included in a number of segments where he discussed the implements and clothing used in satanic ceremonies, a scar allegedly indicating where he was repeatedly cut cut so that his blood could be used in satanic ceremonies, and what drew him to Satanism. Oh, that's from... Okay, after Warnke's appearance... I was looking for the footnote. After Warnke's appearance on 2020, he was frequently cited as an expert on the occult by Christian radio host Bob Larson and the Chick Publications stable of authors. Oh, so, boy, don't get so, me started. So let me ask you this, Tyler, because you mentioned off the air that you had seen the Chick Publications as a kid. Because, again, were, people would drop add, them all over the place yeah, in Iowa City. And you could add so much perspective to this oh series God. because... And these were horrible fucking horrible, You were experiencing it. Hor- have you ever read one? Uh, well, I've heard about. I've, I've been doing the research. For Literally, this, the story. If, if you're like twelve and you don't know shit about Jack, man, <laughs> and you're reading this book, man, you are literally going to hell, and there's nothing you can do about it. And 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 literally, like I I I was so afraid for so long for like five years when I was a teenager that I was going to die in my sleep of a heart attack. Yeah. And because I didn't accept Jesus Christ into my heart before I went to sleep, I would go to hell. <laughs> Yeah, Chick, uh, Chick Publications has uh, been accused of awful sexism, racism. Oh boy, uh, anti-Semitism, like anything in the book. Really, they they were just uh, that. Yeah, it was great shitty. art. Yeah, but shitty, shitty, oh shitty God, publication. Yeah. Oh you God. shouldn't. Yeah, but that that's something that I actually had a roommate who collected them. He had like nineteen of them in a box, and they're like this big, and they're uh, like. Each one has a picture and then a uh, a black uh, square that has the title. And yeah. Then, and then the picture is in the color because it's all black and white, but it's uh, the the paper is colored. So like yellow, orange, red, blue, green, like that. So you could kind of distinguish which ones were which. But he collected them because this fucking crazy person put them all over Iowa City all the time. And hmm. collected them and he had like 19 and they were just... Ugh, I fucking hated him, man. God. Freaked you out. Don't fucking tell me I'm going to hell, because right. guess what? Yeah. I already knew that. Uh, um, if you guys didn't already know, this is going to be one of our longest episodes. In 1992, Warnke was proven to be lying by Cornerstone Magazine. No. Unfortunately, this was towards the end of the panic, and many people were still hurt by his work. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Uh, final audio cut for Mike Warnke. Again, um... He's actually asked about if any of the thing because this is after he wrote his book, right? Um, well, you think you you tell me what you think of this exchange? Okay. 
Is all of this, are all these true stories, or do you parabolize to help get your message across? You mean the stories about things that have happened to me? Yeah. Yeah, they're all true stories. The only thing I parabolize is the Bible, and I don't do it exactly the King James Version. As a matter of fact, people have called my Bible stories the butchered Bible tales, you know, but uh, no, the stories that I tell, I tell it's them in a funny and, and humorous way. But yeah, all of them have happened to me. As a matter of fact, I have never preached about anything I haven't experienced. Ever. Even backsliding. This <laughs> is <laughs> fucking laugh. What was that? Apparently he had butt sex. How does that I don't know. I mean what does backsliding mean? No no I know I know falling out of like religion or whatever, like because he's going back to the person he used to be. But like what did you used to like what was it? Did you like do a line of coke and was like, yeah, oh shit. Oh dang the Lord's mad. Oh dang now I gotta gotta come up with a humorous parable to talk about my butchered God (laughs) Bible stories. Fucking a humorous parish. My my butchered Bible stories. Butchered Bible. That's you. You see Jesus turned water into Miller High Life. The champagne of beers. (laughs) Warkey wasn't the only dude. Po- if that's the first sponsor we get, like major sponsor, fuck yeah, High Life. We like your beer. When I yep, when I stop drinking, that's what I drink all the time. Mm. Mm-hmm. You miss it, little. <laughs> it is the champagne of beers. <laughs> anyway, that's like saying it's the vodka. Tonight's of unofficial sponsor, Miller High Life. That's like saying it's the vodka of whiskeys. Shut up. <laughs> that's a good point. Right. All right, Worky, that's the scotch of bourbons. So now we're gonna. Worky wasn't the only former Satanist that saw the light and joined Christianity. John Todd, Herschel Smith, and David Hansen, including uh, okay, including Worky, all four men grew up in Southern California and seemed to rise from the still smoldering ashes of the Manson cult to declare that the world was full of dark occult symbols and far-reaching satanic conspiracies. All of them were linked to the Christian right. We'll be covering all of them this episode. Oh God. We already covered <laughs> Wonky. Now it's time to cover John Todd. Okay. All right. So, uh, yeah, we're going to get into John Todd. John Todd is probably the craziest of them. But this is what's infuriating to me, to think that these guys are the ones these that, guys. Are, no, that started these all guys. this this shit because they all come from Southern California. They yeah, all... They're, it's, they're ends justify the means type people. And that's yeah. what I, fu- I fucking hate that shit. Yep. Stop that shit. All from Southern California. There are better ways f- to get people interested in being good people. All somehow high priests in Satanism, right? When everybody was freaking the fuck out about, like, ro- like um, I don't think Rosemary's Baby was that yet, but... Oh, the, yeah, yeah. That fucking did uh, not help. Well, especially, actually, no, that's right. I think especially because the director was the husband of the fucking murdered Sharon Tate of the Manson family. One of the articles uh, I, I use for research uh, points to The Exorcist. That is one of the examples they used of how the satanic panic benefited from that movie being so scary and the fact that it's based on a true story, air quotes. Um... Yeah, so we're going to get into John Todd. John, oh, Todd is a very special kind of crazy. For starters, he believed that there was a conspiracy of witches and druids that secretly (laughs) run everything. It's funny that you mention that. It's almost like I have an audio clip. Wow. Five years old, I knew nothing but witchcraft. I would have known it sooner, but they didn't discuss it with me. They take you very, very young. And from the, even before they start talking about the so-called positive aspects of witchcraft, they talk about the negative aspects of Christianity. This guy is a full-fledged, 
fucking they were psychopath going to piece enact, of shit. Yeah, they were going to enact a plan to take out quote unquote Bible believing Christianity and make witchcraft America's official religion. Like that could ever happen. Let's uh, let's listen. Let's check in with John again. Oh, okay. So that I'm a, being a Christian is a miracle, not because I wanted out of witchcraft, but that I would consider Christianity the only way out. What? Because they brainwash you from very early childhood that the Christian is the most evil being or creature in the universe. That he wants nothing more than to take the everyday oh, it gets witch better. out Hold and on, buddy. shoot them, burn them, hang them, whatever he can do. And that they are the most hateful beings that ever existed on the same level as maybe Adolf Hitler. <laughs> so... This is what I was raised up to believe. Yeah. John Todd. Crazy motherfucker. It's a bullshit. We're persecuted. Look, assholes, there's a fucking Christmas tree on every goddamn no, corner in nobody. America from October to January, okay? There's no war on Christianity. None. You're making it all up because you think you're more important than you really are. Stop it. <laughs> Stop it. Here's how to fucking make people want to be better. Hey, you know what feels really good? Walking past somebody and smiling at them for no reason and getting a smile in return. That's kind of creepy, You have though. no... Really? <laughs> I'm trying to light the fucking mood. Walk off the... Step back from the ledge. No, but you're, you're right. Uh, this is Fuck. The, this is the kind of... John Todd preyed on that persecution bullshit. Nobody ever... Nobody then, nobody now is ever going to... First of all, they're not fucking witches. Second of all, they're not going to be like, hey... You know who sucks? Christians. They're as bad as that fucking Hitler guy. Christians haven't been persecuted since the fucking Roman times, okay? God damn it. Literally. God damn it. God damn. God damn the... Anyway. Luckily for us, Todd knew all about this because he himself had briefly been placed on the High Council of the Illuminati. As, as you heard in one of the clips, he was raised in witchcraft. <laughs> Did I do that? He yeah. then converted to born-again Christianity and was now going to blow their cover and warn the Christian world of their plans. Yes, okay. very true. So he's on the High Council of the Illuminati. He gets At blown first. every day by whoever he wants to yes. blow him because he's in the Illuminati, which runs the world. Oh, you're going to regret saying those kind of things. Oh, uh, what? When we found out more about him oh. uh, with his sexual deviancy. Oh, no, uh, no, no. What I meant is that I he's that, got no, all this great shit. God, and then Tyler, okay, stop sure. it. That is not what I'm saying. Okay. Chill the fuck okay. out. No. I hate that. I hate that we talk like that now. We're so scared of getting canceled. I know it's not the joke. No, no, no. Me. I'm not scared of getting canceled. It's final cut. But I was in charge of all the occult, political, and drug activity in 13 states. Well, you and sucked at it. I was in 1972 when I met the Lord. Well, I, at first, for what me, said by accident, but I've come to realize there's no such thing as an accident when it comes to Jesus. <laughs> he got everything perfectly planned out. But it was a combination of a personal <laughs> witness to a coffee house, a Jack Chick Publications track, and the movie The Cross and the Switchblade. And a lot the of what? things that, uh, the cross for instance, and the one Baptist church praying and fasting that I would get saved. I figured if I got saved... Maybe the rest of the witches would follow in suit. Didn't exactly happen that way. The rest of the witches. Witches. Witches get stitches, bro. Do you know what witches are? Like Wiccans and stuff? They're they're like hippie chicks who fucking burn sage. Hey, fun fact. My mom. Sage is gross. (laughs) It stinks. I'm going to cleanse this place. Yeah, the fucking demons are going to leave. So are all the people. This you gotta, house is Tyler, clear. Tyler, you can't be talking like this because the last episode is gonna be of spooky season is gonna be ghosts. So strap in, buddy. You're gonna let all those negative spirits into your life now, right? Because yeah, you're talking or, shit on uh, the sage. Never seen a ghost. I've wanted to. I would love to communicate with a ghost. We're getting off topic there, okay. but um, 
Oh God, John John Todd, what a guy! So yeah, he believes so, that witches are running the place. He was a witch, but then he found God and 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 believed in Jesus, and he said, "There's no coincidences when you follow Jesus, or when it comes to Jesus. There's no accidents. <laughs> yeah, no accidents. Um, yeah, because they're fucking constantly knocking yeah. on your door. Have you accepted Jesus? Are you are you were here yesterday? Todd uh, <laughs> continued to make even more ridiculous claims about the occult and Christianity. Can I talk about witches real quick? Sure. My mom, idiot. My, my mom didn't want to see, didn't want me to see Harry Potter when it was coming out because it had witches in it. Anytime there was witches involved with anything, they thought it was satanic. But guess what, mom? I watched it. I watched all eight. <laughs> I watched all eight movies twice. Anyway, I'm I sorry. owned some of them. So uh, yeah, he continued to make more ridiculous claims, right? Yeah, yeah. In 1977, this time claiming the existence of a vast satanic conspiracy led by an order of witches called the Illuminati. Yep, yep, yep. But he remember he was a part of it at first, but he flipped and said, "I'm not going to do this anymore." Supposedly, uh, including a number of Christian organizations and well-known Christian figures such as Jim Baker, Jerry Falwell, Billy Graham, Bob Jones Sr., Oral Roberts. So he literally just named your name all of them. was Oral, dude. And Pat Robertson. He literally just looked, flipped on the TV, saw who all the televangelists are, and said, "These motherfuckers are." Uh, <laughs> Are part of this? They're actually Satanists. They're not really Christians. Uh, he would also. This is awesome. Yeah. He would also, this is. <laughs> this is my favorite. This part. is fucking great. Wait, just you think, man. He would also claim that. Oh my god, this is this is brilliant. I yes. wish I would have thought of yes. this. He would also claim that while being a member of the Illuminati, he gave eight million dollars to Pastor Chuck Smith of Calvary Chapel to launch the Christian rock industry. <laughs> <laughs> which Todd said was a satanic invention to entrap Christian young young people in rock music and its quote demonic beat. <laughs> no, yeah, that was my That's favorite. Fucking, I wish I would have come up with the fact that the Christian rock industry is satanic, dude, because they suck, dude. Jesus Christ, that was my favorite fucking bit of the That's research. Great. That That's I found. awesome, dude. Which really sucks because then you you read further, you find out how horrible human John. Todd really is. Oh, but. it gets better, dude. Um, Todd was a <sighs> wacky claims machine. He he said Jimmy Carter... Uh, okay, before we move on, I got to talk to you about this uh, tooth and nail records that I got into when I was in Denver and I worked at a record store. And it was uh, these couple of bands. Uh, go look it up or whatever. But I don't know if you know this, but there is a certain... Is it tooth and nail records? Tooth and nail records. And there is a... Uh, um, uh, there, there is a, uh, a a segment of Christian rock uh, where the singers talk about having sex with Jesus Christ. <laughs> what? Being like lovers with Jesus Christ, like literally. Okay, I did not know this. I had read about this, and one day I was listening to this one band. I can't remember what the fuck they're called. Element One Hundred One, I think. And it's a got a girl singer, and I realized after listening to the song for like fifteen times already over the course of having this album that I realized I was like, she's talking about giving Jesus a blowjob. This is a real thing, by the way, go fucking look it up, man. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Really? Literally. I know it's fucking creepy. Anyway, uh, Todd was a wacky claims machine. He said, Oh, I'm sorry. I had to cut it off there. That's the fucking South park episode. When, uh, uh, Cartman starts a Christian rock band. Yeah. And he's literally writing songs with that are love songs. Yes. And he's yes. Just, I want to touch you, Jesus. They they fucking start. They did that episode because there actually are fucking like 
artists and rock who bands. Who just took love songs and wrote Jesus in there. No, but they're literally talking about like fucking Jesus yeah. and it's like, and giving them hand jobs and shit. And it's like, that's fucked up. Well, man. I mean, they don't call him Oral Roberts for nothing. Wow. <laughs> he said Jimmy Carter was the Illuminati's main man. Uh huh. That's why he had to give up the peanut farm. Shut the fuck up. Well, yeah. He gave it to fucking John Todd to run with. If his anybody's, uh, who are you gonna get? Who are you gonna give your peanut farm to? Peanut farmers or fucking Illuminati witches? Obviously, if anybody's part of the Illuminati, it's the fucking rich asshole in there now, and he fucking didn't have to give up shit. Anyway. So shut up. Yeah. So which they intended to place in power as uh, the Antichrist, Jimmy Carter. Will believe they'll believe it if he's got big teeth. <laughs> Jimmy Carter was in fact a born again Christian. Yeah, and a pastor. He did. He still makes houses for the homeless. You fucking assholes. Leave Jimmy Carter alone. Shit. He did eventually meet Mike Warnke on the Christian speaking. <laughs> this is fucking great. I forgot about this bit. Leading into the satanic panic, the two had a backstage confrontation, and Todd accused Warnke of stealing his testimony regarding. You stole my lie that stinks and right. terribly no. thought out. Dude, they legit got in a fight because they're like, dude, what the fuck? This is my turf. This is my grift. Get off my grift. And he's like, well, mine's different. So, again, that should give you Christians, if you had known about that. I don't know if they knew. Oh, I wish I would have read this last paragraph before I made that joke. Yeah. Let's yeah. wrap it up on John Todd. But final what, note but on what Todd. I'm, but what I'm, before we get there, I just, I just want to say... That should have been a warning sign to anybody if they had known about this. And if those two are going to fight, it's because they're stealing each other's gimmick. That it's, would be it's because they're taking money from each other. It's literally that's the problem. It's like two pro wrestlers fighting each other over gimmick infringement. Like, come on, that's my character. <clears throat> uh, one final note on Todd: uh, he was not only a piece of shit for the lies he spread during his time, during this time, but because he was a rapist and pedophile. Yikes! Eee. Todd was arrested in May 1987 for the rape of a University of South Carolina graduate student. After his arrest, he was additionally charged with sexually molesting two children who attended a karate school where he worked. Yeah, so dude. Yeah, fucking piece of shit. <clears throat> He was convicted of the rape in January 1988 and sentenced to 30 years in state prison. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. He got... He got. They actually gave a yeah. fucking decent sentence to a rapist. Yeah, it's surprising. Yeah, usually it's like 10 months. In 2004, Todd was released, but he was put in the care of the Behavioral Disorder Treatment Unit run by the South Carolina Department of Mental Health. On November 10, 2007, Todd died on, in the Institute. His body was buried in the Florence, South Carolina National Cemetery... Under the name Christopher Saren Collins. Collins. Why? John Todd wasn't his real name. I'm pretty sure that. Why would you pick I'm pretty a name sure Chris, like John. Christopher Collins like that? Look how he spells Collins. That's a cool way to spell it. No, it's not. No, but yeah, John Todd, by all no, accounts, not. was um, was a crazy piece of shit and um, deserved every bit of prison time that he had. So yeah. there you go. Yeah. Which sucks. Because that was such a fun character to read about, and then you get to the end of it, and you're like, yeah, oh, he's a fucking, ending, yeah. yeah, he's a fucking pedophile. Yeah. Oh, that's Because cool. that whole Christian rock industry is fucking gold, man. Yeah. That shit was great. That was funny. And then the fact that he got into a fucking fist fight with Mike Warnke for stealing his gimmick. I'm the one who knows about the you Illuminati. You were this close. I was raised in witchcraft. No, I was. If you were going to lie and be a con man grifter, I'd still think you're shitty. But then you just had to go further and just be a complete 
unbelievable piece of shit. Like yeah. that's just there's no there's excuse. no yeah that's no. ridiculous. Like, uh, ugh, horrible. And, and and honestly, hats off to the judge who actually gave him a, yes a, a, exactly a long sentence for good violating that, someone. It's good those families got. I justice. fucking hate that fucking victim blaming shit. All right, let's move on. Herschel Smith. We don't have any clips for these next two. That's fine. We'll. It's this episode's long enough. Another member of the founding fathers of this paranoia is Herschel Smith. Herschel is a little different from Warnke and Todd. While Warnke grew up in Satanism and Todd was roped into it later in life, Herschel became a Satanist as a child. <sighs> Didn't they all? <sighs> <sighs> then, as an adult, he. That makes no sense. While Warnke grew up in Satanism, Herschel became a Satanist as a. Then as an adult, he changed his ways and be- denounced Satanism to become a Christian. His story is told in his book, The Devil and Mr. Smith. And it needs to be mentioned that none of what we talked about at the beginning of the episode is what these guys are talking about. What they're talking about is making it up. Yeah. They're making up this shit. This is the... This Satanists is the, don't do this shit. This is the idea of what Satanists But it's a means to, to an end. Listen, if we make Christians believe that there are actual Satanists out there who don't want you worshiping God, we're going to have more Christians. Well, you're going to, and they point this out in the uh, Hail Satan documentary, and you're going to see this too as we, we talk more in this series, that they were using this as a guise to, to, as you saw with John Todd, they're using this as a guide to do gross, despicable shit, mm. and they're using it as a, as a way to uh, put an evil out there. In reality, the, the evil people are the Christians that are molesting children and, and, and raping people. You know, it's not actual Satanists who we've read to you what they really believe, and they don't believe in any of that at all. So it's that's why that's why this gets frustrating for sure. I just <laughs> I'm still thinking the next paragraph. Yeah, Herschel never reached the popularity of Warnke or Todd. How not? How? Yeah, that's crazy, right? But he did reach the level of high priest in Satanism, which is kind of another. Popularity, kind of. Yeah, that's why this episode's called High I Priest. Got, I ran the best. Co- I ran the best campaign in my high school, and I got to be high priest in Satanism. Herschel claims that he achieved the I rank. Can't throw a football, but I can start an orgy. <laughs> Herschel claims that he achieved the rank of high priest because of the outrageous things he would do for Satan. Mm. Now, thir- I don't. I don't believe any of this. No, no. At thirteen, he killed a dog, skinned it, and drank its blood. If it was true, fuck you, dude. Yeah, that's fucking You're awful. You're a dick. And as an adult, he became known as the Skin Eater. <laughs> He's also known as Gold Member from Austin Powers. Nobody called him that. He he called himself that. Save me from myself. Because he would eat pieces of his own you know skin. Know what I'm talking about? Yes. Right? Uh, Barnabas. Because he would eat pieces of his own skin and any pieces that people gave to him. Sure. 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 I sure. found this piece of skin. Sir, I, ju- I just cut it off myself. I just found it. Sir, this is an Arby's. You want it? <laughs> I'm thinking skin. Can I have one of them roast skin sandwiches? Arby's, we have the skin. (laughs) (laughs) Another unofficial sponsor. (laughs) (laughs) I'll take some curly fries, bitch. Herschel's book book is out of print and a very rare find. Yeah, we got to find that. Yeah, autobiography. I I don't want to spend money for it. No. (laughs) I just want to find it. His autobiography came out on the heels of Warnke's, as though capitalizing on the latter's success. It was co-authored by Dave Hunt, a Christian author who also co-wrote The Godmakers, a mean-spirited and sensationalist screed against Mormonism. 
Yeah, because Mormonisms have never fucked with anybody ever. No, I, I don't think Mormons are... Mormons, yeah, that's a whole other thing. But what I'm saying is... Listen, man, you want to go on your little trip and knock on my door and go, hey, blah, blah, and that's fine, but I'm not, you know. But I'm just saying that this David Hunt guy isn't a saint either. None of these people are good people that, no. that caused all this shit. They're not good people. No, if they were, they wouldn't have yeah. done this shit. Let's move on to the final high priest. Oh, can we? Yeah. <laughs> This guy's story is pretty funny too. How do you not become? How, how does uh, Herschel never reach the popularity of yeah, Warrior Todd that, that, when he calls himself the Skin Eater? How that should have definitely, dude. I'll show you a picture you know of why? Mike Warnke. Looks like if Ron Jeremy and Weird Al Yankovic had a baby. Oh God. That's what he looks like, okay. and he got popular. And you're telling me this guy who's called the Skin Eater? Couldn't re- you know why? be popular? Why? No t-shirts. Mm. <laughs> if tpublic.com would have existed The skin then, eater, he would sell shirts called... He would have been able to make his own custom t-shirts on tpublic.com, another unofficial sponsor. That's where you can buy a merch, Tinfoil Radio. Yes, it's, yeah, it's the sponsor and also you get a, shirt like this, a partner. Uh, but maybe not wash it or wear it as much as I did because it's falling apart. Let me make this clear. We've bought multiple shirts from them. This is the only one that has issues. This is the only one to have issues, seriously. And I've washed my my tinfoil radio multiple times, and it's fine. It's still really soft. They're good shirts. They're good quality shirts. Good designs. I think we got got a... a, a, Shut up. They're going to fucking terminate us. (laughs) Hanson was a bored gym teacher when he was allegedly pulled into the world of Satanism. This is Dave Hanson. Hanson was a devil worshiper for two years. I was thinking of Chris Hanson for some reason. What are you doing here? Uh, I I thought you were talking about the band. No, I was going to say, what are you doing here? And he's looking at Satan. <laughs> Just coming here for some cookies. Uh, <laughs> I was just walking by the teacher's hey, lounge, and some guy grabbed me and like, hey, you want some cookies? This is the longest episode we're ever going to do, man. Hanson was a it's devil. only going to get longer next week. <laughs> we have to do a four-parter. Yeah. Hanson was a, split it up. And Hanson was a devil worshiper for two years. He gave up his car, his house, his income, and his family possibly relinquishing all his possessions to the church. This would be extraordinarily unusual for a Satanist. Pe- uh, in, in their mind of a pe- Satanist. A normal Satanist could do this. We don't know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Not, they're, again, they're not talking about the real fake sa- Satanists. Satan- satanic. Satanus. Penury and asceticism aren't exactly common in satis- satan- Satanism, so coven members aren't asked to give up their stuff. Again, in, in their... There's no coven. And and Dave in the high priest version of Satanism. That's more the domain of cults derived from Christianity and certain Eastern religions. Huh. Weird. That's weird. Weird. Cult life wasn't working out for Hanson. Who does it work for, really? The guy who's <laughs> fucking everybody, like, <laughs> like David been, Koresh. I've been watching that Nexium docu series. Fucking. Which one? But uh, the one about Nexium that's on HBO. Oh. The Vow. I have to t- I have to check that out. There's six episodes right now. Okay. We might cover that at some point. Um, so one day he was cult life wasn't working out. So one day while praying to Satan, denouncing God, something happened. He felt the presence of God and he kicked his ass. <laughs> Boom! Kicks the door. <laughs> Welcome to Jesus Town, bitch. Who are you? That's Thomas Jefferson and the Illuminati. Holy fuck! Throwback to our Fourth of July episode. <laughs> Nice. Yeah. <laughs> That's what somebody should have done to somebody. Welcome to Jesus way. Town, bitch. Population um, you, bro. Population you. 
population me. <laughs> Jesus um, Christ. We're going you crazy. You the presence of God and decided to, you guessed it, convert to Christianity. What? Look, we that have pesky to, God. We have to take extra time to make fun of these people because they are begging to be made fun and of. And they're liars. They're all liars. They're liars, yeah. Then they apparently listened. Oh, okay. Once his followers heard of his defection, they were shocked. This fucking story. Yeah. They were shocked. But hear him out. Then they apparently listened to him for nine straight hours. Dude, Tyler, imagine this scene. Let's do this bit. So you're one of the you're the fo- you're say you're the followers, right? Mm-hmm. I, I'm Dave Hansen. Hey guys, I know we've been like hardcore into orgies and human sacrifice and goats and shit, goat sacrifices. But no, well, hold on. Yeah. I, let's not get ahead of yourself. Uh, I I just want to say that uh, pff, we're wrong, and I'm uh, I'm into God now. I switched teams. How the fuck did he make it nine straight hours before they tore him limb from limb? That's yeah. what I'm saying. Is the whole like as soon whole, as he this said guy's it. claiming that yeah. he fucking did a nine hour sermon? He wouldn't have been able to make it five minutes before they even, were like, "Get him out of here." Even if I would believe in God after this guy spoke to me, it wouldn't have been because of the nine hours. If he would have done a fucking bitching hot twenty minute set, we'd be fine. But this motherfucker a tight would, set, right? A tight nine two minutes. hours. What are you, Grateful Dead? I'll give you, I'll give you, if I'm generous, I'll give you a half hour. Tight 30 minutes. That's what we need out of you, Dave Hansen. Can I? Not nine fucking hours. And where are you? In this weird fucking Satanist coven cave? Who's going to sit in a cave for nine hours? You ever been in a cave? You know how pointy those fucking rocks are? You're lying to me, There were no pillows. David Hansen. Then they, uh, uh, and some even joined him. Yeah. Into, into Christianity, mm-hmm. not doing a sermon. Satan was like not that. happy with Hansen and warned him that his child would die and he would be plunged into poverty. Because Satan hey, has control over our currency. Can I tell you something that is a uh, bit of an unpopular opinion, at least among my friends? Huh. If you're somebody who uh, listens to a lot of jam bands like Grateful Dead and Fish, I have to question your decision making in life. What does it have to do with this? Because I made a Grateful Dead joke. A tight 20-minute set. What are you, the Grateful Dead? Yeah, nine hours. We moved past that, buddy. All right, so now we're getting... A really good friend who is super into Grateful Dead, and I want him to stop. (laughs) Yeah, whoever you are. Yeah, you know. (laughs) You you fucking know. Oh, you'll you'll, you'll love this. All right, so now we're getting into the juicy shit. Mm, This is mm. moving us into the 80s. And into the, it's going to lead us into part two. Because, holy shit. Let's talk about Michelle Remembers. Michelle Remembers. The 80s was a new decade for the satanic panic. We'll get to that in part three. Also referred to as satanic ritual abuse or SRA. It kicked off in 1980 with Michelle Remembers, an infamous book written by Michelle Smith and her husband's psychiatrist, Lawrence Pazder. The book was written yeah, as... Yeah, so, by the way, I want to point out that these two... Uh, also grifters. <laughs> yes. Way uh, bad. But uh, they they met each other through these these sessions, and then he married her? What the fuck? But let's continue. Sounds like a real class act. Yeah. The Why, book- who would fucking marry their patient? That's weird. Now I, I just... Anyway, go on. Um. Yeah. Unless, unless you're The a book was written as an autobiography and was the first modern claim of child abuse linked to satanic rituals. Pazder is also the one to coin the term ritual abuse, quote-unquote. Yes. Their book, this book would be the model for most of the satanic panic of the 80s. Which, okay. 
so I have some of it. I don't want to read it just yet. And um, I, I'll just read it by myself because it, it's hard to read uh, because I couldn't get... I, I got it f- the pages directly from the book. And I can they read it. And it off like this. But I can read that. No, you can't. <laughs> I want to read it because I'm going to read it like... I got, I'm got. i going to do a voice. <laughs> Great. But anyway, uh, th- I, and I read some of it. And, and this is going to be, I would say, probably one of the first... Um, sessions that they do. And all the dialogue that's in what I will read eventually is from the recording tapes. It surprisingly was really... I could not find these fucking audio tapes. I looked and I looked and I looked and I could not find them. So all we have... Because there aren't audio tapes. But there is one where she infinitely, (laughs) infamously says there was a... It felt like there was a burning in my rectum. I... She does say that at some point, but not in what I'm going to read tonight. But it, it, she does that say that diarrhea. I mean, yeah. So anyway, Michelle remembers comes from Pazger's therapy during the late 1970s with his longtime patient Smith, who he eventually has sex with. Right, because they got and married. Yeah, yeah. Fuck so it. class act, dude. Great dude. Great dude. Hippocratic oath. In 1976, during one of their regularly scheduled sessions, Smith confided in Padzer that she had to tell him something, but she couldn't remember. Jake, I have something to tell you, but I can't remember. (laughs) Oh, cool. Oh, I lost my train of thought. Well, let me know when you remember it. Okay, cool. That's literally what that sounds like. I lost my train of thought. If I'm that shrink, I'm like, um, great. Yeah, talk about the next session. Why don't you tell me about your day? Of course, I'm not an asshole like... Lawrence Pazder. Douche. During one of their schedule... Okay, uh, not long after that, Pazder and Smith had a session where Smith purportedly screamed for 25 minutes nonstop and eventually started speaking in the voice of... I leave after five seconds. So she started speaking like a child. I go out and hang out with my secretary and go, dude, just let me know when she's done. I'm going to go out and have a smoke. Imagine this. You're sitting there, right? You're getting in. You're going to talk to... you, You know, you're going to do your job. And then you just hear... For 25, just ah! also if you're screaming minutes. for 25 minutes, you're not going to have a voice to talk like a five-year-old. Yeah. And then, and then, yeah, to go. Ah! Can, oh, hello, Mister Pastor. Can we talk Pazner? about the ridiculousness? I mean, they didn't even think this through. No, this is, um, yeah, this is a really, and it, it is amazing to me just in this first episode of how. Easily, people let themselves get wrapped up in this, wrapped up in this, and and I think it comes boils down to what we deal with now, and what we'll always deal with with how these things happen, is people are bored, and they saw that they saw that. Well, oh my gosh, there's this Church of Satan now, and there's a Satanic Bible, and uh, of course, like we we're talking about at the beginning, the fucking Manson murders happen, so now everybody's like, oh my god, if Sharon Tate can get murdered in her home, anybody can, and then Vietnam, and then you know all these horror movies. And people were just so scared all the fucking time that they bought these people were doing these fucking evil, horrible, interdimensional fucking rituals and orgies. And it's even worse in part two because kids are involved. It's like, it's fucking crazy. Well, according to Pazder, during the next 14 months, he spent more than 600 hours using (laughs) hypnosis to get Smith to love him and marry him and make babies. Oh, wait, no. To help Smith recover seeming memories of satanic ritual abuse that occurred when she was five years old in 1954 and 1955 at the hands of her mother, Virginia Proby, and others, all of whom Smith said were members of a, quote, satanic cult in Victoria. It should be 
mentioned once again that this is a doctor who is bound by the Hippocratic Oath and is also bound by ethics uh, no, and I don't... still ends up fucking his patient. Well, I think the big thing is, is he married her so he could publish this book. So they, I think that's how they were the only... But again, fucking is in there somewhere. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Uh, God, seriously, dude. You... Yeah. Well, we gotta we gotta power through it because yeah, the I want you to read from this. I just want you're gonna be you're gonna be amazed. Yeah, no, no, I know how but just somebody could believe this. Listen, listen. If, if your dick gives you an idea, that doesn't necessarily mean you get a good one. Pazder, okay. Ooh, this Michelle Smith is really hot. Think about what you've been. Amber. The book documents Smith's memory of events recovered during therapy, documenting the many satanic rituals she believed that she was forced to attend. Uh, in parentheses, pa- Pazder stated that Smith was about abused by the, quote, Church of Satan, which he states is a worldwide organization predating the Christian church. Yeah. The okay. first not the, not the Anton LaVey one, apparently. No. A different one. <laughs> the first alleged ritual attended by Smith occurred during 1954 when she was five years old, and the final one documented by the book was an 81-day ritual. <laughs> How do you do that for 81 days? Regardless of what the ritual is. At some point, you got to go to work <laughs> and school and shit. In 1955, that's supposedly... Must have been during a pandemic or something. Right. <laughs> uh, that supposedly summoned Satan himself and involved the intervention of Jesus, the Virgin Mary, and Michael the Archangel, <laughs> who removed the scars. Convenient. Yeah, yeah. Amazing, during right? the uh, received by Smith during, throughout the year of abuse and blocked memories of the events until, until the, the time, time was, was right. right. Unquote. During the rites, Smith was allegedly tortured, locked in cages, sexually assaulted, forced to participate with various rituals, witnessed several human sacrifices, and was rubbed with the blood and body parts of various sacrificed infants and adults. I think yeah. after the human sacrifices, you really don't need to add the rubbed with the part. You know, <laughs> like that's. Yeah, why do they need to get blood rubbed on them? To, and, and then, like. Yeah, it's that's like saying like we dropped a uh, a nuclear bomb on Japan, and but we then, d- then we shot some guys, and, <laughs> and then and then I took my uh, slingshot <laughs> yeah. and shot a squirrel. Yeah, exactly. Jesus H Christ! It's already it was already fucked up enough. Literally, guys. yeah, right. Yeah, you didn't have to add that. After Smith had seemingly, it's kind of like a French tickler. After Smith had seemingly <laughs> recovered her memories. <laughs> She and Pazder consulted with various church authorities, eventually traveling to the Vatican. And why? That is, yeah, of course. And, and and here's why I have a problem with the Vatican and and Christianity uh, as a religion, uh, as an organized religion, as well, is because not one of the people who 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 talk in these religions who talked these leaders who talked to these charlatans and knew that they were charlatans yep. not one of them said hey you know what get the fuck out of my church yeah. you're an idiot and you're a liar you know what you know what else is crazy is this reminds me of the the vow because they saw dollar signs well it reminds me of the vow that uh the documentary i mentioned earlier on hbo about nexium the sex cult it's crazy because the leader of it um i can't remember his name but he met with the fucking dalai lama so this happens all the time where people get influence and they meet with these world leaders because it's a way to keep them relevant, I guess. I don't know. So anyway, what we're mm. going we will be reading from the book Michelle Remembers, all right? And I will be playing the role of Michelle. Tyler will play the role of Dr. P- Padzer. And this expert excrypt excrypt 
Excerpt. Excerpt. Is from one of her first um, sessions. And this one is she she starts it with bringing up her weight for some reason and being overweight. Because she's, she's a bigger girl. Uh, but I don't know why she had to bring that up. So I will be Michelle. You will be uh, Dr. Padster. <clears throat> yes. Until then, she, and apparently she's under hypnosis here. Yes, until then, she never had a weight problem ever. When I think about being overweight, I just get knots. It really makes me s- uptight. So I thought, well, maybe I'll figure it out sooner or later, right? I don't know. Somehow it's connected with being small. Like there's something back, like there's something back then that is really bugging me. Something that's unresolved. I don't know what to call it. A block or whatever. I don't know what to say about it. It bothers me so much. It makes me feel very nervous. I don't know what to talk about. So many things go through my mind, and it's just scattered. Michelle had been sighing frequently. Dr. Padzer noticed, and now the pace of her breathing was increasing. You see, I hoped. This is the most frustrating part of the whole business. See, it's so hard to put into words. It's so hard to tell you how I felt then. Michelle was beginning to cry. Oh, wait. I think that's Michelle. I don't know. (laughs) I think... Badger's down here. Yeah, yeah, I'll fuck. All right. (laughs) Sorry, that was Michelle. Uh, You see, I hoped. (laughs) She changed on us. So, yeah, she says, you see, I hoped. This is the most frustrating part of the whole business. See, it's hard to put into words. It's so hard to tell you how I felt then. She was beginning to cry. Michelle was. You see, there's something in there to do with being ugly. I was ugly. I was. Oh, I got to put it into words. I don't. It's all bits and pieces. Like, it keeps. I. It seems dumb, but I can't talk about it. Can you come here, please? You don't have to touch me. Not too. Damn, this is getting saucy. Not too close. I just want you a little bit closer than you were. I can't talk to, to you about it. My, my arms. It's like they're moving by themselves, and I can't help it. It's all right, Dr. Pazder said. Let them go. Let your arms do whatever they She's have like, to. Just fucking Don't hold your anything arms. back. <laughs> it's like, hey, what's the, what's, it's like Team America. It what's, looks like I'm jerking off What's the, the signal? Ah, he flails. It looks like he's saying, kiss me, kiss me, that fucker. <laughs> uh, here we go. Can you promise me something? Michelle asks, eyes wide. Can you promise me that when this is all over, we'll be... We'll be able to put the pieces together. They feel so apart. Promise? Yes, I promise. That's why we're doing it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Michelle said almost in a... Oh, sorry. Okay, Michelle said in almost a whisper. (laughs) Then I'll tell you as much as I can. She sighed deeply. (sighs) I have a hard time to talk. Let it come. I have such a hard time to talk. Let it come as much as you can. Don't judge it. If you can help it, don't Don't try to make it anything but what it was. Just let it be what it was. Just let yourself go. (laughs) I mean, that's a good story for life. The worst voice acting ever is me. You're still going. You'll be okay. (laughs) I'll be right here. Just try to let yourself go. Michelle stared in silence at the ceiling for some time, her eyes full of fear. At last, she closed them hesitantly and began to deepen her breathing. (sighs) It was a very labored breathing, as it were fighting strongly against something way down inside. (laughs) 
By the way, this is my audition to be an audiobook. This is my audition to be an audiobook narrator. <laughs> As Dr. Padster watched, her hands flew up in front of her face. The fingers splayed wide and stiff. Her eyes... This is so erotic. Her eyes squeezed, almost painfully closed. Her mouth open round, stretching her white lips thin. She drew a deep, deep breath, and then the terror broke. She screamed. It was a cry so violent that it drove her down into the couch. That's what I imagined. Uh, Dr. Patzer sat quietly as Michelle screamed, his hand on her head, (laughs) waiting. After 25 minutes, the screaming began to ebb. Michelle was shaking uncontrollably, almost convulsively. As the cries died away, he could see that she was struggling to speak. She was (laughs) straining to get words out. He hoped the struggle would be a kind of birth. (laughs) What the fuck? Who writes this shit? Perhaps the screaming had to come first before she could speak. Perhaps the screaming would release her. Um, I guess, is that hers? That's your... Yeah. It's it's all black. Black. It's black. It's all black. No. Oh, please me. Help me. Oh, help me. Help me. More screaming, which eventually dissolved into agonizing tears. Oh, God, help me. Oh, God, help. <laughs> I don't know what to do. I feel so sick. I feel my heart's going to stop. Oh, I hate this. I'm on this bed. I'm in the air. I'm in the air. I'm in the upside down. <laughs> I'm upside down, not in the upside. I'm upside down. No, she's serious. (laughs) There's a man. (laughs) There's this man. He's turning me around and around. Who is the man? Dr. Pazder asked softly. It's. Oh, no. It's Mariachi. No, Malachi. (laughs) I know. (laughs) I was just in my head. Mariachi. Mariachi. Doctor, I'm Mariachi. Hey, bitch. What's happening to me? I don't know if it takes if it makes any sense. Oh god, I hurt. I'm hurting. <laughs> what? He's hurting me all over and something's really scaring me. His eyes are scaring me. I can't stand them. They look crazy. No, take them away. He's hurting my arms. Ow, ow. He's throwing me upside down fast. Oh my god, this is so stupid. It's hurting my arms. I want to run away. He's grabbing me. Is it grabbing me? Yeah, gasping. (sighs) He's got me by the throat with one hand. Help! Somebody's got to help me. He's pointing me. What's pointing me? He says he's pointing me. He says north, west. And then he points me real hard. He turns me over and grabs my neck. What the fuck? And points me. This is why I should have proofread this. (laughs) Points me. I don't know what... I don't want to be all pointy. It hurts. Why is it hurting me? I don't know what the hell he's... What are you talking about? Are you on a wheel with their... You know, hey. I, this person seems like he's spinning. I don't know. Okay, here we go. It made me all sick. I hated it. I was so afraid. I thought I was going to die. I thought he was going to kill me. No, no, no. Help. Mommy, mommy. Where's mommy? Why isn't she here? Mommy, mommy. I can't breathe. I'm gonna die. I feel sick. <laughs> I feel sick. God damn it. I'm going to be sick. I'm sick all over. I'm going to die. I'm so scared. Oh, God, I'm scared. He's done it over and over. Then he... he, he no! Christopher Watkins. No. 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 He's grabbed me by the face. Got my fingers. He's <laughs> squeezing them. I hurt. 
I've decided to go Chris Walken. <laughs> he said if if I if I want to stay alive, I better be a good girl. I was so afraid. He seemed so scary. He's bad. He told me. He, he said, "You listen, Michelle." <laughs> oh, sorry. We should do a different voice. You listen, Michelle. <laughs> he said. <laughs> he said. <laughs> you have to cooperate. I don't know what cooperate means. I don't know. You don't know what cooperate means? Jesus Christ. It Michelle. means don't not do what they tell you. I don't know. The strange man, Maliachi. <laughs> it's Maliachi. Yeah. The strange man, Maliachi, had the little girl stretched rigidly like a needle. He held one hand to her neck and the other to her groin. What? As he pointed her again and again, northwest, southeast. Then he began to flip her, head over heels, in front of himself, catching her by rude... Rudely by the arms that she can... What the fuck are you talking about? This is extremely erotic. <laughs> so that... Yeah, no, because she's saying that she's five when that's happening. I so know, but that, but I'm just saying, like, the way that it's written, I don't know. It just seems like these two were had some weird erotic thing like when they wrote it. I'm just saying that. And... I'm sure those audio tapes are out there somewhere, but I couldn't find them. Um, and the reason I say that is erotic, because honestly, it does. And I know that she said she was five in this context, so it's probably not what's, that particular thing is probably a not. But her like freaking out and weak, tensing up, I think is meant to seem erotic. And easily manipulated people, okay, are preyed upon by these people who are manipulators, and even though. None of this stuff happened. Yeah. They are convinced by the manipulators that it did, and they actually think that it came from their own brains. That's how good it is. Mm -hmm. That's how good they are at this. Now, look, and that's we, where this next second part, we, that's when it gets fucked right. up. And, and we have the hindsight. A lot of people get hurt. And we have this hindsight. Like, actually hurt, not stories. I, well, they're try, like selling books. They're just trying to sell books. It's really just a grift. So yeah, 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 what yeah. what else is scarier than an innocent child being a part of these weird sacrifices and rituals and to be thrown around by this demon creature named Malachi, or I like to call Maliachi? Uh, it's fucking I don't know why crazy. a demon is a Mexican party band. I just okay. think that when I was reading it, it, to me, it did. It's Mariachi the <laughs> Demon. Dun, 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 yeah. dun, dun, dun. To me, when I was reading it, it was very fucked up and it seemed very. Yeah, that's fucked up. And the fact that they portrayed her as a five year old is even more fucked up. Yeah, uh, so, now again, we have the hindsight of now and we have the hindsight of knowing it's been debunked and knowing that it's fucking stupid. You know, look, what we're saying is that these. But it's convincing, were, man. That's good uh, writing. These people were clearly charlatans. Oh, that's all fucking theatrics. Did you not? Yeah, did you not hear what I was reading? And that's what but I'm saying is that a lot of people who saw that they were charlatans and could have stopped this didn't. It's all, but it's all because about because it increased their own power or wealth. And it's all at about the expense performance. Oh yeah, it's all about performance. You that's did why a really we, good job. That's why we have the president. We do performance. Politics is performance. Life is performance. Politics is performance. Thanks so much for listening to part one of the Satanic Panic. Dude, uh, by far our longest episode, and it's probably going to be even longer next week. So uh, hopefully, you can stay uh, actually uh, with us. Honestly, it wasn't that. Uh, once you edit it down, it won't be that long. Yeah, once I take out all the mistakes, <laughs> and uh, yeah, and the rituals. 
Mm-hmm. We we practiced some that we saw about so many I mean, demons. Yeah. This one showed up named Blort. Paul Blort. <laughs> no, no, he was just no, he was just he was Paul Blort. He was kind of a he was kind of a fort. <laughs> he's kind of a portly demon named Blort. Yeah, I'm the hall monitor of hell. Yeah, yeah. And we were like, it's hey, really man, hard because oh there's no fucking halls. We in totally hell. got you. Like, uh, that's crazy. What, uh, can you like do tricks for us? Or and he's like. Uh, I'm not that great of a demon, actually. The worst part about Paul Blort Hellcop is that <laughs> <laughs> he uh, he was a he was a meter maid because all meter maids go to hell. And he's got a uh, <laughs> all meter maids. He's got a uh, what are those things called? Segway. He's got a Segway that he rides. Speaking of segways, thanks so much for listening to another episode of Tin Foil Radio. Oh, so again, thank you for trekking through this with us. Um. It's an interesting topic, the satanic panic, because while it to me it's very intriguing and it was cool to get into the mind of the idea of Satanism, because Satanism as a whole, I think, is a fascinating concept. Um, I prefer to call it humanism, but okay. I mean, that's pretty much what it is, yeah. uh, but uh, it's, it's, it's really interesting and um, next week it's going to get real dark and... Um, Scary. Yeah. Well, this one was mostly fun, but did have some dark spots. It's mostly going to be dark because it was fun because it's not true. None of it's true. Yeah. But in the next part, we'll find and we, out and that we'll have fun. People really did get hurt. Yes, people did because Innocent of these people bullshit stories. We're very much hurt. So we'll get into that. And then Family part three. Shattered. I like to think of it as part one is some fun stuff. Part two is the dark stuff, and then part three is the even more fun stuff because we're going to be talking about Judas Priest and Ozzy Osbourne and all that shit. Um, until then, you can follow us on Twitter at tinfoil underscore radio. You can like us on Facebook, tinfoil radio. Yeah, buddy. I was doing <laughs> a little dance. And you can uh, you know go to our YouTube. We'll have clips of this uh, of this and future episodes. I know we were doing the full episodes, but uh, I think we're going to use it more of a cl- as a clip channel on uh, tinfoil TV. Mm. Also, uh, this is an announcement that we were going to do last week, but uh, things didn't work out the right way. So now we're doing it this week. Um, Tinfoil Radio has expanded in a way that we originally were going to be a part of the Loud and Opinionated family. Um, personally, Loud and Opinionated means something very much to me, but I think that Tinfoil and Loud Sports have both kind of turned into their own things and adapted to their own things. So with that, we are officially launching the Tinfoil AV network. So Tinfoil AV essentially stands for Woo. audio visual. So it'll be... Uh, a collection. It'll be a podcast network, and we'll also have um, ske- sketches and all sorts of fun stuff on U- uh, Tinfoil TV and YouTube. Uh, part uh, of the umbrella of uh, uh, Tinfoil AV will be Tinfoil Records, which is where you can um, eventually uh, where my album will be available. And we are currently the imprint that my album. Will yeah, be. and we are currently working on another podcast that's completely unrelated to this. Uh, Jake and Tyler's Rad Movie Show. And we go back in time, and we watch our favorite movies from the 80s and the 90s and all sorts of stuff. Your move, creep. Yeah. yeah. We'll definitely be talking about RoboCop and Schwarzenegger movies. Total Recall Commando. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) They're off some steam. (laughs) Hey, Bennett. Go ahead, you got what you wanted. Get those people out. Get those people out. But more importantly, a podcast that does exist under the Tinfoil AV banner that isn't just us. Don't touch that. It's Haunted, which is actually a friend of the show. I didn't uh, know she was coming under armor. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. She's a part of the Tinfoil AV family. Yes. She's got a podcast called Don't Touch That. Um, it's Haunted. It's all about all the crazy 
macabre, scary things that are in our world. Um, she, her first episode is already up on Spotify. Um, check it out. Check it out. Um, we'll leave a link in our description. But we're really excited. She's been a huge supporter of the show, and it's cool to see her create her own stuff. It's always cool to see someone you support do something creative. Mm. Or someone that supports you do something creative. And so you she's, support them. she's totally, it's going to. She totally, bought a t shirt. It's totally going to take off, and then we're going to ride her coattails. Exactly. She bought a t shirt. Thank and you. So can you. Tpublic.com. <laughs> tinfo- I'm fucking killing it tonight. Tinfoil Radio. And if you want to throw us some bones that aren't, you know, clothing related. Penises. <laughs> that's true. We don't want those. I mean, you could send us your dick, like dildos, but not like. We're metaphorically. Not like bones. human dicks, because okay. I don't think you can mail those. But. Uh, <laughs> the fuck? You started it. I know. To Patreon, yeah, if you want to support this fucking garbage heap, patreon.com slash tinfoil radio, you can support it. One dollar level, a two dollar level, it goes all the way up to fifteen dollars if you're a fucking psychopath and you want to give us fifteen dollars a month. We're coming up on a new time for a, uh, whatchamacallit, a, uh, the, what are they called again? Uh, the tinfoil tapes? Bunker Audio Logs. Uh, we recorded number two. I haven't posted that yet. But if you support us at $2 on Patreon, you can listen to that. Uh, Tyler, we got to get out of here because this is already a really fucking long episode. Yeah. But real quick, you play music. Where can I buy your music? TheAmazingT-Bird.Bandcamp.com slash releases. Yes. <sighs> yeah. That was it's ventriloquism. It, it, <laughs> it's $5, but you can also give more if you'd like, right? All right. You can't even get a pack of smokes for five bucks, but you can get a whole album of six amazing songs. Five. Five amazing songs. It's like a dollar a song. All right. Well, thanks so much. Thanks. Get out of here. Let's get out of here. Uh, Remember, if you've heard this transmission, we're already dead, man. Probably killed by uh, Christians because they're Satanists. Hail Satan. What is my problem?